0: Welcome to the Think Renew Podcast, where we will be talking to you about how you can renew your mind for success in life. We want you to perform your best at your church, business, family, and personal life. You're one decision away from fulfilling your life's destiny. Let's talk.
1: Thank you for joining Think Renew Podcast. This is John Wilbanks. I am your host, and I'm excited to be back with you with my wife, Sally Wilbanks. Hello. And uh, just want you to take the time, and there is a subscribe button. If you don't mind to hit that and subscribe to our podcast, I'd appreciate it. Also, too, if you don't mind uh, to share this podcast with your friends, your loved ones, those that you think would need to hear this podcast, it would be great that you would share that. We also have a, a website that you can go on and check out, pastorsprevention.org. And there'll be some more things on there pretty soon that we'll be building for marriages and things of that nature. So today's topic is going to be kind of uh, uh, tagged along with what we talked about the last podcast. And we're going to do this improv again. We're going to, we're not, we don't have notes, we, we have a few scriptures that we may talk about but we're just going to talk to you. We haven't really rehearsed this. We kind of talked about some of the ideas that we're going to talk about, but I really want this to be uh, kind of organic in how we we talk about this this topic. Our subject is going to be renewing your trust in your marriage after an affair. Renewing your trust in your marriage after an affair. So, One of the things I want to say real quickly is that I've had some people to come to me and say, man, do you really want to talk about that? I mean, are you, you and Sally worried of what people will say and what people will do? Uh, I I can understand your concern. I can understand why you would think that. Number one, I have no pride on that. I mean, I I sinned and so now uh, I want to share my story and my wife's story on how we were able to come back. Uh, The greatest testimony I have is that Jesus Christ uh, is the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, The gospel of Jesus Christ is true. What really hurts me more than anything is how that Christians take Christians and tear them apart when they sin. And I just want to say right now that every Christian has sinned. I don't know if that's news to you or not, but it's the truth. And no matter what sin it is, sin is sin. There to me, there's no big sin. There's no little sin. Of course, in society, uh, there is big sins and little sins. Everybody looks at those sins differently. And what I did was wrong. Uh, what I did was was totally my fault. I'm not going to blame anyone else for that. Uh, and so, if someone was going to come at me and Sally and say, "Well, you don't know what he did here, did there?" Uh, I could care less about that. My goal is is to show you the what the cross the blood of Jesus Christ can do for you and can heal you and touch you, even for the other party. We pray that God will bless them and that God will take care of them. Am I right, Sally? Oh,
0: definitely. Uh,
1: so we, we're we here to talk about us. We're not here to talk about anything else but us. I'm the one that, that messed up. I want to fix that. And so we're going to kind of give you some some uh, some encouragement today uh, of how you can, can build trust, uh, even if it's not just in your marriage, but if there's been betrayal within your business, Betrayal in church, betrayal with family members. There are ways that you can fix trust. Now, um, I know that's a big question that people are probably saying, now really, can you really build trust? So uh, that's something that we need to talk about. Um, one of the things that really got me when we was going through all the, the issues is, is that how uh, we were attacked. And, and so Sally and I, we, we just got focused on on us. We focused on her, I focused on her, she focused on me, we focused on our kids, and we pretty much forgot about everybody else, I hate to sound that way, but our goal was is to try to prepare what God has put together.
0: And if I can just say something yeah. there, I think you actually have to push everything out aside because until we could have healed with anybody else, we had to be able to heal with each other because at that time... Yeah, I think if John had been out trying to talk to this person to explain what he had done, and go talk to that one, and I was left to myself, then I would almost feel not betrayed, but kind of neglected, right? Neglected or second yeah. to everything else. And so, because we focused completely on ourselves, we were able to. Talk about everything, make a plan that was good for us. Okay, this if people text us stupid stuff, we just don't respond. Right. If they came at us with something we just we ignored it. We like he said in our last broadcast, we had to learn how to rise above it. And in order to fix us, we couldn't focus on everybody else around us. We had to focus on us because that was something that, like we said, it, it took a while. It was that process we had to go through and we couldn't have went through it, um, trying to Help this person understand what we did and why we why we were staying together or why we didn't split up or why this happened and and so you have to learn first to focus on each other, right. your family, and then you can start. And relationships did start healing after yes. that.
1: Yes, uh, I, I think the biggest thing that you have to understand is that there, it is a process, and and you have to put in your mind in your spirit. Do I want to go through the process because? Uh, that means that it's gonna be you and Sally. If I could just me and her. And and a lot of times people want to go on about life and life really does change at that moment. Am I right?
0: Oh yes, it changed for us. Everybody else's life went normal. But, but it we changed. We had for us. a
1: new yeah, life. yeah, we had a new life. And we, we were we were trying to uh to get our lives back together. And it was not a pretty picture. Building trust is not something that's just it's a, it's a a through Z plan. It's almost a day-to-day uh, situation, uh, talking and, and, and dealing with the issues. And and I, sometimes I didn't like some of the things i do. So so let me just read a scripture to you and then we're going to dive into this. So the, the, the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 13 and 7, and I use this scripture a lot of times when I'm doing marriage, semin- uh, uh, marriage ceremonies. Uh, it is love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So during this whole process, our love was an enduring love. Was it fun at sometimes? No. Uh, I, I did not have fun. I got to be honest with you. It was a tough, tough road. But our goal was to fix our marriage. Our goal was to get back to where God wanted us to be. And so when, when we set our foot out to do it, then, then I my goal was is I wanted to build that trust back with my wife. And what does that look like? So again, we read books, we had counselors, we had pastors in our life who we talked to, I talked to more than she did because I had stuff in my life I had to fix. And so that meant I needed to be accountable to people so that we can be able to work through our issues. Right. So Sally, tell me what, when I say building trust back, What does that mean?
0: Well, for me, it's a lot of, um, this was my way. And and before we really get into this, we have to also say that the way we dealt with it, we dealt with the whole infidelity thing, may not be the way that you deal with it. This is our story. This is how we had to deal with it.
1: And if I can add to that, uh, we we had other stories that we looked at uh, and other uh, books that we read and we took examples, but we didn't do exactly the way they did it. We took example, examples that would fit our situation to help us restore. Uh, you know, this is not something that that, uh, that was a cookie-cutter situation. No. You have to put it together the, the way you are.
0: Uh, well, it's our word. personalities yeah. are different. Yeah. Our way of doing things that may be different from this person. The actual infidelity itself might have been different, where ours was a one-time, one Person thing where somebody might be dealing with you know habitual adultery so it's 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 not like we said this is just our story and we really hope it helps and gives you ideas of how to handle yours so when that being said the trust issue for me was I'm come from uh, my mom who is a very tough lady and so it was always like I said before you deal with what you um What you're handed, you deal with it, and then you move on. You don't just hold on to it forever and ever. You have to deal with it. So that's the way I did with this trust issue. My trust was, okay, I'm going to trust you again until you give me a reason not to. So the way for me was I need all your passwords to your phone. Um, I need all the passwords to your computer. I need to know where you are pretty much every second of the day. (laughs) Um, I need, um, when I have questions, I need you to answer truthfully, because if it ever comes back up where it was a different answer than what you gave me, then that puts that trust back down. So I hear a lot of people say, well, it took me a long time to trust again. And like I said, for me, it was, you have my total trust again until you do something that knocks it back down. So it wasn't like I started out at zero and he had to build up to 100. Mine was, okay, you got this 100% back, but the minute you do something wrong, it's going to go down. And then each time we would have to, I don't know why I was that way, but that's just the way it was. And so, um, and there were a few times, not that he did anything on purpose, but, you know, just for me, it was like, okay. Like we said in the last podcast, you know, our counselor told us, you know, you're going to ask him a question. And this time he might answer it this way. The next time he's going to answer it that way. It's going to be the same answer, but it's going to be in two different ways. Um, and so that kind of would be like, well, that ain't what you said last time. And so trust, and I love the name of our broadcast because it makes it so much clearer now. Is the Renewed, Renewed Thank, or Thank Renewed. I'm sorry, Thank Renewed. And because everything you do is a decision. I had to decide to, to forgive him. First, I had to decide to take him back. Then, or not even, I never let him go, but... I had to decide to stay in the marriage. Second was I had to decide to forgive him. Third, I have to decide to trust him. Whether I like it or not, I'm choosing to stay with him. So why would I want to live in a marriage that I don't ever trust him again? So I had to work on that. And he did excellent. Everything I asked him to do, he did it. I know he probably didn't want to do it. I know there's things that I probably asked of him that he was like, that's just crazy. But he did it. And that built our trust back more than anything is him doing the crazy things that I asked him to do. Um,
1: I don't really think they were crazy things. I think that they were things that made her feel like uh, trust was being built back. Because um, every person, like she said, is different. Uh, for me, on, on how I dealt with things is, is okay, I, I, I didn't... You got to understand, and I, I may need to do a podcast on this. I didn't really want to sin it. I didn't... I didn't I mean, I didn't plan it, but it, it all happened. And I'm not saying I just fell into it. It was my fault. But I wanted to fix this because I didn't want to lose my wife. And so when I came back to myself, and there was a lot of mental issues that I've dealt with. Um, I'm, just, I'm just going to say this. Uh, I, I dealt with in, in 06 with a, uh, uh, some people trying to take over the church, uh, which uh, there was a, a situation that happened within that. Uh, that, that caused, if, if, I, if Sally and I could have been able to handle that, we wouldn't have lost that many people. We, we lost about 60% of our congregation all at once. Well, that did a, an a, that affected me big time. It was like when you put, and I've said this before, you put a nail in a piece of wood and you pull that nail out, there's still an empty spot there. So there was 60% of the congregation that I was attached to that just left me all of a sudden. And so it was an emotional thing too as well. And, and another thing too is, is that I, I had people who betrayed me and so I allowed bitterness to take place in my life. Uh, then um, uh, in, 07, 08, excuse me, in 08, um, that's when I lost my parents in a car accident. Uh, I mean, I lost some of the greatest people in my life. I lost them on that day. And um, that did a number on me. So if you go back and study uh, anything about uh, people's lives, Sometimes the reason why they go through whatever they go through, whether it be embezzling, robbing, stealing, whatever it may be, uh, adultery, whatever it may be, t- sometimes you go back, you see where all that starts at. And so I really feel like there was, blood, there was some bitterness, there was some uh, uh, just some issues there that I had not dealt with openly with anyone. I just let it build up. And so I was in an escape mode. And so when I escaped, I escaped into the wrong things. I, I found other people to talk to when I should have been talking to my wife. I should have been allowing her into my heart. I should have been allowing her to talk to me. But I had so many insecurities that I had to deal with that I was not doing it. So so what happened was with count, with the counselor, he helped me th- through some of that. And so one of the biggest things that I did was is I, like, when my wife told me that she was not leaving me and that whatever I told her, she was not going to leave me. Now. That doesn't say she didn't get mad. I mean
0: oh,
1: no. <laughs> it's not saying and I'm not laughing about that. What I'm saying is it, it now we look back at it and we can we can talk about it without crying, we can talk about getting about getting, not getting emotional. But we started talking and I started talking about things I never had talked to her about. And so once she allowed me to do that, then 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 that allowed me also to say, okay, if she can allow me to to if there, she's a safe place for me that I will do whatever I need to do to fix this. That's what I believe some people do, are in marriages uh, or in life. They don't want to commit to that, and that's because it's a tough thing, and it's a journey. Uh, it doesn't happen overnight, and it was a journey. And I have to say, and Sally can can, can, uh, uh, can give her opinion on this, but it takes a good five years, I believe, to really get where you need to be at, and, and then uh, because you got to build trust. And so I'm not saying it's five years. It may take you six. It may take you seven years. But if you're willing to to, to go through the course, God will bless you. In the middle of all that, our kids was blessed. Our, my son just told me today, he said, Dad, he said, I feel like I had the best life uh, ever uh, during all that time. During all the times you all go. You were going through all the, that stuff, uh, my my sister and I were, were, were blessed. We were excited about life. And I'm thinking, man, that was, was one of the toughest times we ever had. So God blessed us with our kids, God blessed us financially, we, we, we were taken good care of, God blessed us why? I believe because we were obedient to the word of God, we was obedient to the word, when I read this right here about 1 Corinthians 13 and seven, hopes in all things, endures in all things. We were enduring in some t- tough times and the things that we were going through. And I believe God honored that. And 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 because we, I, mean, I said it, God, I, I want the, to, our marriage to be restored. And so that process had to happen within my in my own spirit. I had to change, and there were some things I had to do. Uh, I, I got rid of some friends that I didn't need friends in my life. Uh, I got rid of, of uh, just some thoughts. Uh, sometimes you you have the wrong thinking of yourself. Uh, you have some wrong things in your life. And, and by giving her accountability to your phone and to your computer, uh, then what happens is you become accountable to her and uh, or to him. And that way that you can be able to work through those things. I think the hardest thing for a spouse to do is to say, okay, I want their phone. I want all this. And and then once they see something in there that they don't like, then they want to just give up. No, that's the time you need to talk.
0: So. Exactly. The communication is very important. Um, and like we said, it takes time to go through that. But, you know, when it first happened, you know, I would go through his computer, his emails, you know, at least at least once a day, if not more. Um, but as the months went on, it might be where I would only have to do it, not even have to, I would just do it because I, even though a lot of times I didn't want to, but I just wanted him to know, Hey, she is going to check. So I need to be careful what I do, not to say that he was going to do anything, but I wanted him. when I said, look, I'm going to be checking your phone. I'm going to be, I wanted him to know, okay, she, she is going to be checking my stuff. And so eventually it would get to where it'd be once or twice, you know, every other day. Well, then it got to where, you know, it's only once a, once a week. Well, then it would be, okay, it's only once every two weeks. So it does eventually, as long as I didn't find anything, which I hardly ever did, um, He when he said he was, you know, he always did what he said he was going to do. Um, I never, so as, as the time went on, I didn't have to check it as much. Now, do I do it now, and it's 10 years later? I do. So every, I mean, it might be once every six months, but I will if I think, you know what, I just I just want him to know that I'm still looking and, and he has every right to do mine. He knows all my stuff. Um, and that's just when you have to be where everything is laid on the line. And, you know, and we've hit, we've heard of some marriages where like the person that committed the sin was like, you know what? God's forgiven me. I'm done. So now you can't ask me no more questions okay, you may be forgiven and what you're, you may be, but the person, the victim, the one that you cheated on is still having to deal with all this. They're dealing with the insecurity of why wasn't I good enough? What was wrong with me? Why did you do that? to me? why wasn't I enough for you? Um, all those insecurities. And when you're pushing them away going, you know what? I'm forgiven. I'm God's forgiven me. I'm moving on. Let's get our ministry going. Let's get our life back going. It's not that easy for the one who was cheated on. Um, and so you have to be willing to eat crow as John said last time and go, you know what? Yes, I'm the one that failed her or him because it can be both sides. Um, I'm the one that did it. So now, like he said, I love her. I want my marriage to work. So I'm going to do whatever it takes. If she asked me to stand on my head for 15 minutes to prove that, she, that I love her, then that's what I'll do. Um, and so it's, it's building that trust is not just doing it because you know, whatever, it's just because you want that other person to go, you know what, I love you enough that if you need to check my phone every five minutes, then I'm going to let you check my phone.
1: Or I think that another thing, too, is on my part of it was, and, and I think if I can help anybody out, is is that you have to let go of your ego. You have to let go of your, your pride and say, okay, I've got to deal with this. One of the things that we do sometimes as a, as a human being, we, we want to act like that, okay, I've been forgiven, let's move on. In, in reality you need to deal with some of the issues that's in your heart because because whatever got you there is still there and so you've whatever you' got you where you were you've got to deal with those issues and so uh, one of the things i did is i, I talked to my pastor I, I i would talk to have lunch with him i would uh, i had another pastor friend that i uh, talked with I had a best friend here in town that i talked to that was very uh, confidential and the the things that we talked about, and so um, one of the things that I want you to understand is is that you know, for better or for worse means for better or for worse. and and so we were at our worst at that point, so it got better as we went along, but I wanted to build that trust. Was it was it always easy? No, uh, but I wanted to do it, and I wanted to prove to her that I loved her, and so what you would have to do, this is just me talking to you. You gotta let them know. You gotta affirm them. You gotta let them know. Because at first, they don't believe you. They don't believe you when you say you love them. They don't, I'm, I'm just gonna be right, really. Yeah. They don't believe when you say, well, you're beautiful, you or, or, you you're, you're, you look great in that outfit today because you have betrayed them. And so they may come back at you and say, no, you don't really believe that. You're just saying that. And, but you have to keep doing that because repetition is very good because it will get in her spirit, in her mind that wait a minute, he does believe that because I, or he wouldn't be telling me this every day, and so you have to 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 you have to affirm even when they come back to you and say, why did you do this, Or what happened there, and then you got to confirm to them that hey, regardless of what happened, I love you. Regardless, I'm sorry that I did that, but this is what I'm doing now. I'm here with you. I, I'm I'm not going to leave. I'm here. I'm just i t- I'm just kind of giving an example of what you have to do because I believe that in every marriage there are there is a certain level of, of betrayal within every marriage. Somehow you've brought some trust and some not not in every marriage, I wouldn't say every marriage, but, but there is I'm some sure. I'm pretty sure there's some even if some it's trust, a
0: minute. Minor thing. thing you,
1: you you gotta be willing to have to take the, the crow, as I say, and eat it and say, Okay, let's fix this and we got where we're we are better at at communication than we've ever been. Oh, okay. I think the biggest thing is, is that we, we lost the, uh, the ego, the pride, uh, the high school mentality uh, where that we had to treat each other like a high school kid. Come on now, everybody in here knows that we, we, we want to fuss about everything. So you, you got to kind of get rid of those things. Uh, we talk about our finances more now than we've ever uh, in, in our lives. Sometimes we still disagree with some things. But when it's all said, we, we agree on the principle. Okay, wait a minute. We said we was going to save this. Let's do that. Okay, we said we was going to do this. And so we've learned how to work through those issues. Am I right on it? How would you say that? You could probably say it better than I can on that.
0: Oh, well, you said it perfectly because that's what you do. You, you, the, the communication, and we'll say it through every broadcast we've ever done in a marriage, communication is the top key. And, and like he said, it's is being honest. It's not about just saying what you want the other person to hear or what you think you they want you to say you have to say how you feel you have every right for, to your feelings just like he has every right to their feelings Ex- but you have to learn how to come together let's just
1: do an example of that
0: oh lord <laughs> put,
1: i just put it on the spot here so we got about okay. another seven more minutes here to talk to you so um, let's just let's just make an example uh,
0: okay
1: uh, give me an example of something oh okay uh, and, and she'll love this one here she doesn't like it that I'm late. Oh, my god.
0: Talk about goodness. that. Late to everything. Everything you ask anybody, he's late. And I'm early to work, early for any doctor's appointments, early for my kids are even like, Mom, we still got 30 minutes. I don't care. Get in the car. Let's go.
1: I think she gets that from my dad. My dad was always <laughs> early for everything, too. <laughs> he and she, her and my dad just went right along together on that part. Uh, so what did we do about that? How do we
0: fix that? Well, we discussed it. And we were like, okay, this, it makes me, like when you're late all the time, I don't like to be late because it makes me feel like wherever we're going is not an important part of our life. And if I'm going to a, you know, church or if I'm going to whatever, then it's, it's almost like you're disrespecting them by walking in late, in my eyes. That's the way I always viewed it. Where he was like, hey, you know, what is that? Show up late. Make well, an entrance or whatever. Yeah. So
1: it's, uh, and and let me just say something. And and so I could I could get mad about that. I could say, well, you know, I'm going to do whatever I want to do, and I could say uh, uh, that's that's just my prerogative, whatever I want to do. But no, we we've learned that we have to uh, to adapt to that situation. It's okay. Let me fix that. Okay, you don't like to be late, so when I'm with you, we're not going to be late. But now if I if I'm by myself, I might be just a little late. Right. But. But as long as I'm with her, I'm on, I want to try my best to accommodate her on that. Now, now my my situation was, is going out to eat. There were certain places she just would not go out to eat. Am I right? I'm
0: very picky eater and so there's stuff I just didn't want to try and he will eat anything. So if he wanted to go Chinese, or if he wanted to go to Vietnam Vietnamese restaurant. Vietnamese, yeah. And all the I was like, babe, is there anything I can eat there? They're <laughs> like chicken. There's always chicken. So now I like to surprise him and I'll be like, you know what? Let's go try out this new place. He's like, Really? Yeah, and so, so I mean,
1: that made my day. I mean, I know some of this may sound simple to you, but it's it, it it's really not simple. It's it it helps you to get your uh, build that communication up. so if there's so I challenge you as a married couple or if you're dating someone to begin to talk to them about that. Say, hey, what is it that you don't like about me? Now don't get ugly with everybody but just begin to start that communication and so uh, you know there are certain things that I, I would like for her to do uh, and then and, and we talk about that now and she's the same way with me. so trust is is definitely an issue and I'm gonna I'll say this and then be quiet. But even in your in your sexual relationship, you need to talk about that. Uh, and I know that we don't want to... That's kind of a, a... Taboo. Yeah, taboo thing. But but sex is part of the marriage. And so uh, if you're not talking about it, then that's that's a, a detriment to your marriage. So those are issues that you need to talk about too as well. That's
0: well. the way the enemy can come in. The and enemy can you're come not in and steal those yes. needs, which is that book we were talking about, His Needs, Her Needs... And learning their love languages because if you're not meeting them somebody else can come along and and we'll start meeting those and then they'll leave you know you heard it you know they'll leave the 80% you're giving them 80% of everything but they're gonna leave you for the little 20% that you didn't work giving them but it to them that's an important part um, so you have to learn their love languages and and where I failed in that is my long, my love language is touch um, and so my, I thought, okay, you know, I had to touch John, touch to meet his needs. which in reality, I was just doing my needs on him so that he would return it. But in fact, his is words of affirmation, telling him how great he is, and he's just the best things in sliced bread, you know. And that just makes his day. Well, when I start doing that, then he hugs me, and then so there, both of our needs are met right there. Um, and so that's how we, that's how you do it. And it was one more thing I wanted to say on trust because I've kind of forgot it before was. It was like this renewed thing, um, renewing your mind. I had to learn, because even now, every now and then, there will be a thought that comes into my brain, like, you know, what if he does it again? And I just have to say, you know what? If he does it again, it's on him. I can't say our, you know, we'd end up together if he was ever doing I don't know. I said, but you know what? I'm not his police. I can't chase him around making sure he's not doing anything. I'm like, he's accountable to me. He'll do what he, you know... He, right. We we put those things up. Right. But I cannot Elders. go every day thinking, what if he cheats on me again? What if he cheats on me again? What if he cheats on me again? Because I can't. I can't. I don't want to go there. I don't want to think about it. And so, you know, I have to say, God, that is between you and him. If he does it, that's on him. But I'm choosing. He hasn't given me any reason to think it. So, so I have to start talking to the enemy. Get thee behind me. Because that is nothing but a bald-faced lie. You're trying to destroy my thoughts. And that's where we go, just like we did last week on... You know, when the enemy comes in, you start thinking on good things. And so I start thinking that, you know, November 22nd is not the day, oh my God, we almost lost our marriage. November 22nd is the day that our marriage got renewed. And I will always be forever grateful um, That's right. for de- that day now.
1: The day that our marriage was renewed was a day of, of new beginnings for our our life. And, and there was hope uh, for our life. And, uh... I just want to just encourage you that restoration is, is real. It, it, it's a process. It's not easy. It's not perfect. But once you start the process of restoration, uh, it will begin to work. And we have seen it work in our lives over the past 10 years. Uh, our finances are, are doing much better. Our, our, uh, our kids are doing great. Uh, do we have issues every now and then? Yes, but we're able to handle those issues now because of communication and because of trust that we built between each other. So uh, I, we just want to take the time here just to let you know that if you need any any help, uh, any resources to get you to, uh, back on track in your marriage, in your life, uh, just just let us know. Uh, PastorsPrevention at gmail.com or jwmgroup at gmail.com. Uh, you can set, check out our website at PastorsPrevention.org and get a hold of us. We're here to help you in any way we can, and we want you to know that we love you and you can be restored, marriage, life, whatever it may be, through Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, God has helped us to be what we are today. And I believe the message that we have to give to you is going to help you in the long run. So this little 30-minute time frame is just a little bit of a tidbit of what we can we can help you with. I'm hoping that you can, can take this and, and apply it to your life. Sally, would you like to end something uh, real quickly here before I...
0: Um, yes, we just believe that all marriages can be restored if you're willing to go through the process. It's a process.
1: If you can endure the process, then you can see the gift that God gives you, which is life. And life is, uh, is truly worth living. And if you can endure all things through Christ, I promise you, God can renew your life. Amen? All right, we'll see you next podcast. Have a great day, a great week, and a great year.
0: Thank you for listening to Think Renew Podcast. We hope this podcast has been encouraging to you. Please visit our website at pastorsprevention.com for more information. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at pastorsprevention at com.